Welcome to the Project In Between podcast. Uh, my name is Christy. I'm a nurse, behavioural scientist, an author, and a Reiki master. Um, thank you for listening. I thought I would um, do a little recording on um, challenging behaviours, given that we've just come through, you know, the Christmas New Year period. Um, usually there is a heightened uh, you know, challenging behaviours become a bit more heightened, uh, health issues, you know, you get, you're around people that sometimes you don't really want to be spending a lot of time with and, you know, couple that with people who drink alcohol and, um, you know, alcohol and any all of that other stuff really doesn't mix, as you know. And even if it's not that, it's like family animosity or, friend, you know, whatever stuff that you carry, it's like when you get forced to hang out with people that you don't really want to be hanging out with for too long, it can be pretty challenging, brings up lots of things that you just really don't want to be facing. Um, and if you're a people pleaser who doesn't know how to say no to, to, to these situations, it can be even more challenging. And um, unfortunately with people pleasers is if they don't know how to say no to others, it can actually affect their mental, emotional, physical health. Um, I would often see people coming into the hospital with um, like random physical ailments that they just, they couldn't pinpoint why and I would be like, I don't know why, you know. <laughs> um, and usually like, it, and it would just take a bit of digging into the personal histories, which we would always have to take. Nurses are professional boundary crosses. <laughs> But we, it's all, you know, in the name of professionalism and trying to understand why um, the person's presented and why they're in the hospital, why they're sick and all that sort of stuff. You know, it's cool, you know, t taking a personal background so that we can help them to navigate through whatever um, health challenge that they're going through. So I thought I'd give you a little story about my background. I worked... Um, on a ward that required me to learn about aggressive behaviour management. It was an actual um, course, a, a course that I had to do um, in order to learn how to protect myself emotionally, physically and mentally uh, because obviously when you're working in an environment like that where emotion and anxiety is really, really heightened, it is just so high and people are anxious at the best of times when you know there is no health concern but add that stuff on and it's like oh my gosh you know it it, it triggers not just the patients but it triggers their families their relatives you know anybody that cares about them it's just a heightened space of oh my yeah just a heightened level of challenges put it that way so I thought I would share some um, some tips around how to navigate challenging behaviours, especially it's it's more the covert challenging behaviours. I find people find the hardest to navigate. Covert challenging behaviours are usually the emotionally manipulative ones. So they're the ones, they're the behaviours where people use emotional manipulation tactics to get you to do what they want you to do. So they will often often children are used or um, 
sometimes it's inheritances and just ridiculous things that people use to emotionally get what they want from you. There's just so many other things too, but I'm not even going to go into that. But I just thought I would share some, obviously everyone's fully aware of, 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 the overt physical behaviours because it's pretty obvious when somebody's angry and they're about to hit you or they're about to come for you, you can see it like their art, like they, they, their energy changes, their movements change, they become a bit more erratic and you just you kind of just know intuitively just to back away from that person. But sometimes it's the emotionally covert ones that are really the hardest to spot and they're the more they're the more psychologically damaging ones, to be honest with you, and it's why this time of year can really affect people. Um, and you can often come back from the holidays feeling like you haven't had a proper holiday, and you're going into a workplace. I don't know what your workplace environments are like, but if they're challenging too, then it's like this constant, never-ending cycle that you can't get off. Um, that's why I suggest, that's why, this is why I always say, suggest, you know, meditation and grounding techniques and all these other things to keep you in between whatever your, your life circumstances are. Um, I always say, if you can't change your environment, change yourself. If you can't change your environment, if you really can't leave that job if you really can't leave that relationship for whatever reason or if you really can't leave that friendship group or if you really can't whatever then change yourself you can't change your environment change yourself how i suggest you do that is through meditation um, grounding techniques whatever it is that that helps get you centered and calm in between um journaling huge on journaling massive advocate for it um but if you can't change your environment change yourself change the way you respond in these environments change the way that you present yourself within these environments so i'm going to provide you with a couple of tips that i um would suggest to people um, who have to deal with challenging behaviours, especially these these emotionally challenging ones because, or these covert challenging ones because um, at the end of the day you can't control the emotions and thoughts and stories of others, but you can control the emotions, thoughts and stories of yourself. So this is how I would suggest, and I'll just give you a couple of um, uh, hints and tips. Um, they are to always stay calm no matter what. Do not lose your composure. Even when you're shaking in your boots internally, don't even show the person that they're winning over you. Responding with anger or frustration is like meeting fire with fire. Never, ever do that. When somebody is in an emotionally heightened state, they're in a fear state, they're in a survival state, they're in this, <clears throat> they think that you're threatening their 
their survival. They think, psychologically, think that you're threatening them in some way, which is not the case, obviously. I hope not. Um, But stay calm where possible. Always understand the triggers. And identifying the triggers um, that lead to these behaviours from the other people um, is understanding that it's it's not always their fault. It's sometimes it's an, an unconscious or a subconscious um, fear that they're not even aware of that they're playing out and projecting onto you. But it, it, this is why I always say stay calm, grounded and centered within yourself because if somebody feels triggered by you, it's not you, it's them. It's their stuff. It's their emotional stuff that it's not up to you to fix or heal um it's their stuff but sometimes they will say it's your fault and the finger pointing exercise and oh, i'm not even going to go down that road but yeah and then establish establish really clear boundaries with yourself and the other people now and but be very clear about your communication and your expectations excuse me and then be very consistent with those expectations and say this is what I want from this is what I want this is what I need and if you know and be very consistent with it and if and if if the boundary is consistently being crossed then you've got to obviously just back away at least just back away for a while let it let it let it subside and just let it go for a little bit. But using active listening skills, you know, sometimes when people, when someone's being emotionally labile or, or unable to regulate, it's because they've at some point not been listened to or heard or their concerns haven't been heard or that there's there's a story that or a narrative inside of them that is 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 skewed and and the brain loves to skew everything. You know, research says 50% of everything that's going on in our brain is a complete and utter misinterpretation from years ago that we unconsciously are just continuously playing out like this codependent addictive pattern and most of it's not based on the truth. Um, the other thing is teaching yourself coping strategies so teach yourself coping strategies when you're um healthy coping strategies when you're with and if you are cannot remove yourself from these environments um learning to be you know learning to deep breathe and count learning to take a break if you need to and manage your own frustrations give yourself you, you know a coping strategy is you know i've only got about 30 minutes if you know, you know, and, and sort of giving your, knowing what your bandwidth is for these people is is how you manage and and how you, and knowing when to be quiet, you know, a lot of my Taoist teachings and my, my Zen teachings is knowing, I you know, I had to learn how to know when to be quiet and just not and just let people be and, um it's it's a coping it's 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 a coping strategy that's helped me immensely it's it's a coping mechanism that i i you know when you can't change your environment change yourself 
my coping mechanism is learn to know when to shut up and just stop, which can be really hard if you if you have a lot you want to say. It's just sometimes it's just not worth it. It's really not worth meeting fire with fire with these people. Um, yeah, and I guess the other thing is too is if you need to involve professional people, involve them. But if you need therapy after, I'm like, I'm going to say like if you need any form of therapy after spending time with within specific environments probably time to let these people go <laughs> it can be really hard and challenging but um i don't know if you guys know much about karmic uh karmic contracts or not that's a, something that i could go into later on down the track but karmic contracts can be really hard to end because there's a lot of lessons you need to learn in these contracts soul contracts karmic contracts um, and they can be the hardest ones to learn, but also the hardest ones to leave. But it keeps you stuck on this emotional wheel of, um, yeah, it's look into karmic contracts, actually, if you're interested in that stuff um, and what they're, they're there for, what they're placed. Um, our souls put us into karmic contracts to learn to learn from. And then once we're done with it, we know it's like, nah, I'm done done i know exactly what that feels like it's <laughs> when you're done you're done and you just know reinforce positive behavior within yourself you know if you've been challenged or are challenged by others don't forget to to reinforce the positive behaviors within yourself and how you've dealt with it because sometimes you can walk away from those situations and go, well, maybe it was my fault. No, nope. see, that's gaslighting. No, it wasn't. Sometimes you can walk away from them and blame yourself and guilt yourself and shame yourself into thinking that maybe you might have created um, this outcome. There's a yes and a no to that. Um, I It's dependent on you know, how you communicate with the people in your environments. Like I always say be a conscious communicator. Conscious communication means that you are aware of how you respond and act and talk to, to, to people um, because we are not fallible human beings. We can trigger things within people. Um, and we need to acknowledge that, but also we need to reflect on our own behaviors and go, well, where did, where was my part in this? Because there's always two sides to every story, three, actually yours, theirs, and the truth. Um, so remembering that we too play a part within these interactions, um, but but we as a human are responsible for ourselves. Self-responsibility plays a huge key in, in challenging um challenging communications and challenging times with people. So yeah, and then obviously using I hope 
no one really needs to use de-escalation techniques. Um, I had to use a lot of de-escalation techniques within my work life all the time. And, and there were skills and techniques that I still use in my personal life. Um, thankfully, I don't have any form of aggression that I need to deal with anymore or I'm still very aware of the emotional stuff in others and myself, my, myself included, I'm not perfect, um, but learn some de-escalation techniques if you if you need to, you know, like taking space, speaking calmly, avoiding confrontational language, um, you know, be aware of your body language and then create a routine for yourself. Again, if you cannot leave these particular situations for whatever reason, you can't. Again, that might be a story up to you. Speak to a professional to download that. Create a routine for yourself, a self-care routine, and make it a predictable routine for your brain because your brain needs um, your brain needs routine. It needs healthy routines and stability to reduce anxiety. And and um, you don't want to be walking into these places with with the energy of anxiety sitting inside of you because sometimes people can actually feel it and they will feed off it like animals. <laughs> I don't know if you've been around that. Ooh, but, yeah. And then, obviously, as I've said, self-reflection, self-compassion, compassion for others. The other thing I say is self-forgiveness. Goal setting and seeking support, you know, mindfulness techniques, self self forgiveness for yourself, for others. Um, I I love the Ho'oponopono because what it does is it is it clears out any nasty energy that might have attached itself to you or nasty energy that you might have accumulated over your lifetime that you might not have um, let go of energetically. It's um, it's so important to have grounding techniques if you're living in situations that you you really, for whatever reason, can't navigate challenging situations. Now, I just want to preface this by saying not everybody goes through challenging situations through these times. This podcast isn't for people who have Pollyanna lifestyles. Um, this is for the people who especially people-pleasing people, people-pleasing people. people. <laughs> this is for the people who are people-pleasers who don't know how to say no. They, they, they feel bad when they say no. They overthink everything and they have an imbalanced routine and they just say yes without really thinking because they just get railroaded into something. This podcast is to help people who are in situations that they feel like they can't exit from for whatever reason or or they just feel overly challenged constantly. There is a way and and it starts with you. It starts with self-care for yourself, understanding and reflecting and, and looking and like Look at your environments. Like I challenge you this year, like look, really look at your environments. Like is this creating joy for you? Is this actually helping you to get further ahead in life or are you stuck on this karmic wheel of 
constant trauma bonds and um, just constantly having to feel like you've got to explain yourself or feeling like you can't just express yourself properly. If you are, you know, don't let it keep going because if if your health will be challenged, your mental health will be challenged, your physical health will be challenged. And do you want to stay this way for the next? Because if you don't change, then nothing changes out there. It starts with you and um, change yourself to change your life. And everything will just start moving around outside of you. If you want peace for your life, you can create and cultivate that in any way you possibly can. I say create a Buddha bowl for your mind, body and soul in any way you possibly can. Do not let the outside world infect your peace. Focusing on the present moment can be hard sometimes, but just take moments. Take moments and um, I have just put up a guided meditation on my YouTube channel and um, it's to, ha- to help anybody who, um, it is Reiki infused, so if you've never had Reiki, just, you know, try it out. You don't have to, but it is pretty cool. It's a Reiki infused meditation. It's a distance healing one and it's to clear out any if you, if you have experienced some annoyingly challenging times over this last few weeks or month or whatever, um, then please listen to it. It will help clear out any stagnant energy and it will it will help guide you through the next year, I would hope. Um, you can come back to it whenever you like. Um, but, yeah, I'm sorry if I'm talking too fast. Please tell me if I am. <laughs> I just get very passionate about these topics because, um, you know, life's too short to be miserable. Life's too short to be a people pleaser and life's too short to be bloody manipulated into making everybody else happy other than yourself. It's not narcissistic, by the way. I, I'm so sick of that word, <laughs> um, to to love yourself. Yes, there are people who are genuinely that way, but it's trauma. If you actually look at what narcissism is, it's trauma. It's trauma from childhood and just hasn't been processed, arrested development as an adult. Um, But I'm not even going to go down that route either. Nevertheless, um, look after yourself. I hope, yeah, go and give the meditation a bit of a listen and, um, yeah, enjoy it. If you you want any um, help or... If you'd like some guidance around challenging behaviours, I am covered, mind, body, spirit, all of it. (laughs) I've worked in challenging environments. I've lived in challenging environments. I have experienced challenges like every human being on this world, on this earth, but I have specific skill sets that can help you. Um, In the meantime... Have a great 2024 and remember to live in between. Find your Zen space, live in between. You deserve a happy, healthy life. We all do. Don't get stuck in fear. 
move towards love. If you move towards love, health, healing, and everything in between will follow you. Much love and peace.